while your day is winding down. They're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day. From local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard. To listen. And where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. Welcome to South Coast Tonight, besties. Hi. Welcome uh, to a second night of Jess Machado filling in for Marcus and Chris. Um, I have no idea where these men are. Where are they? (laughs) I have no idea. But I'm happy to be filling in for the guys. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and listening. You know, again, looking out the window, it's sunny. It's nice. Never looks like this on a Saturday during the Jess Machado show. But every time I fill in for Barry or for for the boys... It looks really nice and pleasant outside, so I don't mind being here, but, um, you know, if Sky Daddy could kind of make some moves so things are a little bit more pleasant for me outside when I come in on Saturdays, that would be great. Hi, we had a a really great show last night. Can I just be very honest with you? I've, I've experienced for the past two days something I have not experienced ever since I started doing radio here at WBSM. I felt completely uninspired. I did not really have any content or stories or things that I really, really, really wanted to talk about. I don't know how memorable last night's show was for any of you, but it can't be that memorable because I can barely remember what we talked about. I'm not kidding you. Either that or I'd like, I'm just like getting old and losing my memory, but I really, I just was feeling uninspired. But don't worry, I'm not feeling that way today. <laughs> um, I've got a couple things that I want to talk about, but let's, let's start instead of like, you know, sometimes I chat and then we do the pledge. Let's do the pledge first. Um, and we have like two flags in this office. Um, so I'm going to look at this one. So let's say the pledge of allegiance together, shall we? Uh, it may be the only time you say the pledge of allegiance this week, this month, this year. We talked about this. There's barely any opportunity to say the pledge sporting events. If you're still in school, maybe school, um, I just don't know where else people are reciting the pledge anymore. Isn't that such a shame? Um, this morning, was it this morning or yesterday morning? Let me do the pledge and I'll get into it in a second. Stand by. Okay, if you're at home, please stand. If you're driving, please drive responsibly. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I was going to say that every morning I drop my youngest daughter off at school. Um, She was having like issues with girls on the bus. And honestly, I didn't feel like being a Karen and complaining because usually if you have issues with kids on buses, nothing ever comes of it. Let's be honest. And so she started asking me if I could drive her to school. And so I do. So every morning... (laughs) For all my stalkers, let me just tell you, I get up early in the morning, I get up around 5.30 and I start reading all the news and things like that. Um, And then, 
you know, I'm in my bed and I read, I read the news and check Twitter and newsy things, not personal or social things or whatever, newsy things. And then I wake up my son at six o'clock. He's in high school. I get him up. You know, sometimes it's hard to get a teenage boy up out of bed. I get him up and then um, I kind of straighten out upstairs. Then I go let the dogs out. 6.30, I wake up my daughter and then she gets ready. I, um, we have birds. We have two parakeets. So I check on the birds. I take this, you know, and I just kind of go around and like touch things, whatever. It's like what we do. We just touch stuff, fix stuff, whatever. Um, and then I drive my daughter to, to school. But it started off as her asking one day, can we go to Starbucks for an iced coffee? And I was like, sure. And then I started getting like, I don't know, addicted to Starbucks coffee, which is something I hate myself for. I hate it. I hate myself for this. The only thing that makes me feel better is I downloaded, God help me, I can't even believe I'm saying these words out loud. I, I, I downloaded the, the Starbucks app. And so every time I buy something from there, I get points. <laughs> and it's, it's, I'm not doing it for swag. I'm just doing it for like free stuff. And so when you're buying two lattes every morning and then sometimes maybe a croissant or two, um, your points add up. So honestly, like it doesn't take long. Like I get free coffee and free stuff every week, but I do it every week, almost every day. Oh my God, it's a lot, but it makes my daughter happy and it puts her in a really great frame of mind to go to school and it's school year's almost over. It's May. And then I drive her to school and then I go down to the waterfront. We have a boat ramp in Somerset. It's a small boat ramp. If you have a boat, don't listen to me because I don't want you to go there. Um, I don't want you to to use the Somerset boat ramp because it's people can come and it's not that big. It's small. And I want people in the, the town to use it. But I go down to this waterfront every single solitary morning. And um, it doesn't matter if it's cold because even in the winter, I still, you know, just how I'm feeling. I get out of the car. I walk over to the water. I like stand straight, I stretch, I bend down. I do like these fake yoga poses. I know nothing about yoga, but I just feel like, you know, like looses up my body and I just get really like, I don't think anybody realizes. And maybe if you're listening right now, you should do this. Are you like tense? And like, I am, I don't even realize like my shoulders are tense or my hands and my body is tense until I like deliberately try to like loosen it up and relax. And so I love that feeling where, you know, I've had a really intense morning. I'm doing all of the mom things. I'm getting the kids to school. And then I get down to the water and I just like breathe. And then I'm like, oh my God, I was really stressed. You know, not bad stress. I guess it's good stress, but I just go there and then, you know, stand outside. I, I Sometimes I feed the birds. I know I'm not supposed to do that, but I do it. Um, I take like count of the swans because when there's two swans together, that makes me happy. But when there's one swan alone, that makes me sad because they mate for life and then it's all alone. And so I'm like, you know, just making sure like I see the usual suspects hanging out there. The seagulls were pretty crazy in the winter, but they're not around right now, which is kind of weird. But we have ducks and we have mallards that just like they swoop down low to the water, the um, the geese. And it's just, I don't know. It's like my space, whatever. I love it. And so I do that every morning. And then um, 
sometimes I'm down there for a long time. If I'm like plotting evil when it comes to like elections and things, I do my business down <laughs> down at the waterfront. <laughs> Saying that out loud actually sounds super shady, but I just don't want to be around anybody. And sometimes I need to make calls and I need privacy. <laughs> So I do it all down by the waterfront. If the FBI is listening, just don't take note of this. Um, it's all legal. Um, but sometimes, you know, when you're involved in elections and campaigns, there's work to be done and you got to make calls early. And so I kind of do all this. Not that my house isn't safe, but maybe it's being bugged. I don't know. I don't want to be there. So I go to the waterfront and sometimes I do evil. And sometimes I like get phone calls. I don't know. Like I... My phone log on my phone is pretty intense. Um, I don't I don't know if everybody else is the same way. I should probably during the break I'll take account. I get like lots of Facebook messages every day from multiple friends, multiple groups of people. I get a lot of phone calls. Like I don't know if everybody is like that. I just get a lot. I should count them. But I do all that stuff down there. And anyway, and then I come up back from the river. I don't live far away, maybe like two and a half miles. And I follow the road all the way to the river, right to my house. Anyway, you know, this is how the story started. I was driving back from the waterfront today and I was talking on the phone and like engrossed in a full on conversation and then jacked on my brakes because I saw an American flag on somebody's lawn. And I was like, okay, I'm going to stop the car and go get it. But I was in like my pajamas. Like I have like street pajamas. They, you, they, I wouldn't wear them to stop and shop, but they're okay to wear out of the house. You know what I mean? And anyway, I didn't even think, and I had slides on. I don't even have shoes. I have like Nike slides. So I like put the cars in like, <laughs> like out of drive in park, right in the middle of the street. I'm holding the phone and I'm talking. I'm like, hold on a second. I've just got to go and pick up this flag. And so I grabbed the flag. I'm, I wrap it up like whatever. And then I'm looking around to the front porch and um, I see like a bench and I'm like, I'm going to put it there and I try to put it safe. And I realize, you know, I don't have a bra on. My hair is a mess. I have no makeup on. I'm in slides and pajamas and I slide the flag and it's, um, there's a ring cam <laughs> right on the porch. And I was like, I just like freeze. And I was like, oh, shoot. And so I get back in the car and I was like, here, I'm like going to be on the news. You know what I mean? Like when you see those stories where like an Amazon driver finds a flag and he like salutes it or picks it up or a UPS driver does a good thing and pets a dog. Like here's like this just like sloppy, just woken up, um, disheveled suburban mom with no bra um, going and picking up flag and getting caught on a ring cam. So I pray that these people did not see it or maybe they haven't paid their ring subscription yet. I don't know what it is. I'm just really hoping that it doesn't make its way. I can, you know, the Nextdoor app, like there's this thing, the Nextdoor app where it's like your neighborhoods and people put up stuff and sometimes people put their ring cams up when they see like, I don't know, wildlife in their yard or a suspicious person like, you know, grabbing on the handles of a car in the driveway. Like I don't need to see <laughs> me <laughs> in my jammies. On the next door app, picking up a flag. I should have just, I don't know, whatever. I had to do it. I also did this an, another time too. I was driving on like the main road in Somerset, like um, 138, I guess it's called. It's County Street, but it's the main strip or main drag. And there was an American flag in the middle of the road. And I was like, we have to get it. And my kids were in the car like, mommy, no, don't stop the car. And I was like, you're right, I can't. I don't know what to do. And so 
I called 911 and I was like, there's an American flag in the middle of the road. Can somebody come and stop traffic so I can get it? Um, and they, I'll never forget, they were like, what? And I was like, there's a, a, an American flag in the middle of County Street and people are just running it over. Like, we have to stop traffic so we can get it. And so um, she's like, we'll send a police officer. And I had pulled over onto the side and sure enough, they sent someone, he put his lights on the middle of the road and grabbed the flag, which was great. If you live in Somerset, Eau Claire's Market has a, um, like a, a bin out front for tattered, worn or ripped American flags so that they can be disposed of properly. But is anybody else as obsessed with the American flag as I am? I'm like really obsessed with it. I have, um, when my father passed away, um, he was a Vietnam veteran and he received a big, huge flag. Um, I, I just think every funeral home, I guess, gives it to you. I don't know specifically who it comes from. It came in like a plastic thing or whatever. And, you know, for the first year, I left it in its um, triangle thing. And I was just like, I don't know, should we get a box for this? You know, I was thinking like maybe that's what you should do is just kind of preserve it or whatever. And I guess it's probably more about my style than anything. But I was like, I want to use it. Um, and why not? You know what I mean? Like why keep it locked up or like closed up? So um, it's massive. I don't even know. Is it like four by eight? Like that's probably the size, four feet by eight feet. And I have a huge porch in the front of my house. And for Memorial Day, I'll hang it up there. It'll stay out through the 4th of July. And then I take it down and then I put it back out for Veterans Day. Um, and so I, I'm just obsessed with American flags. And um, I feel like very protective of them. That's, you know, another reason why I say the pledge, um, you know, just to stop and acknowledge our flag. I just don't feel like there's enough of opportunities to do it. And always in the back of my mind is... You know, like this, this cancel culture comes for sports all the time. Um, you know, we have like the black American anthem at the Super Bowl, um, which is racist and discriminatory, by the way. Um, and, you know, uh, I just feel like we're, we're go it's going to be taken away at some point. I really do. I feel like we've just maybe dodged a couple of bullets um, with removing the pledge and um, the, the the national anthem, I feel like we've seen like a little bit of it with the, you know, refusing to stand and the kneeling. And I just feel like it's going to happen. It'll happen in my lifetime that we're not going to be saying the Pledge of Allegiance or singing the national anthem at sporting events. And then if that is the case, where else do we see these things? We do see them at municipal meetings, city hall and town hall, Somerset, Fall River. Um, if I've watched a meeting, I know that we've seen it. Uh, town meetings, we say the pledge. Uh, I just don't know where else we would say the pledge. Fun fact, every time we held a Trump rally during the 2020 election, we gathered everybody together before the rally. And I basically kind of set the rules for everybody that was attending um, and reminding everybody that we were representing the president of the United States and so that we needed to act accordingly. And I would also say that, you know, the left is dying for one of you to lose your mind at a Trump rally and then them capture it on video. We, you know, we could be getting set up. Uh, there could be news or press there. You want to just act perfectly every time so that they can't exploit that in the news. And you know that they were so thirsty for that. Um, but we would get together in the beginning. I would bring everybody together. 
and we would say the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, obviously there was no shortage of American flags, right? Because, you know, Trumpers had them with them everywhere they went. Um, and so we started off all of our things. And it was a really like fun tradition that we had every time we had a rally and we had a lot of them. Um, we're probably going to be doing that again. Uh, you know, the presidential uh, campaign trail is in full swing for Trump. Last night, oh, see, I'm reminded slightly of what we were talking about. Last night, we talked about um, how DeSantis's uh, poll numbers are equivalent to RFK Jr.'s poll numbers, uh, who's running as a Democrat against Biden in the primary. Uh, and that's not a good thing for DeSantis. And and as time goes on, I don't think it's getting any better. And he's probably... Uh, the chances of him being the nominee uh, were slim in the beginning, and I think they're non-existent now. So, um, you know, I said this last night, our two nominees for president will be Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Uh, it'll be a rematch of 2020. Uh, I think that's going to be really exciting. We also talked a little bit last night about getting control of voting in the state of Massachusetts. It's a national issue. Um, and what kinds of things can be done. I did mention that I had spoken with Caroline Calaruso. She's on the state committee and she's been working on an election integrity piece. I have some of that information I'm going to share with you. But when we come back, I'd like to start talking a little bit about my favorite pedophile, Jeffrey Epstein, why he's in the news again and what his calendar showed um, that I find to be extremely interesting. Uh, if you'd like to talk or you have something you want to bring up, please do that at 508-996-0500. Don't forget, you can listen to us on the WBSM app. If you have to leave where you are, you need to go in the car, uh, you can listen to us at 99.5 FM. Um, and this is 1420 um, WBSM. Welcome back, besties. You're listening to South Coast tonight. I'm your fill-in host for the evening, Jessica Machado. Thanks for sticking with me. I appreciate it. You don't have your normal guys here tonight. Um, we're going to be talking this hour about Jeffrey Epstein. You would think that this is something that we're not going to talk about any longer. I mean, he's gone, right? Um, but this story uh, is never honestly going to die. I don't think it's ever going to end until we have a full, um, uh, full knowledge of the people that were involved with Jeffrey Epstein. Um, the Wall Street Journal has obtained copies of Jeffrey Epstein's calendar. And on his calendar, there were quite a few interesting scheduled meetings that were taking place or had taken place. And Wall Street Journal has reported on that. But let's get to the phone lines. We had somebody that's waiting. Hey, caller, thanks for holding your live with Jess. Hey, caller, thanks for holding your live with Jess. <laughs> Let's try again. Oh, hold on. Wait, let's try this again. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding your live with Jess. Hi, Jessica. It's very nice to hear you on. Hi. Um, hi. Uh, it's Rick. My name is Rick. Hi, Rick. Haven. Hi. 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 So, Jessica, I, I hope you're wrong about when we get to the presidential election, who's going to be battling who. I, I really 
can't, if the idea of Joe Biden being in that office for the next four years, once he's completed this ridiculous term of his, I, I don't, honestly, I, at my age, I don't know if I can stomach four more years of the ridiculousness, the foolishness. I would be more comfortable with RFK Jr. being in there and, and, and then whatever, would let the chips fall where they may. And I'd be fine with that. I can live with a sensible Democrat who, who makes sense, the old school Democrats, not the new school that's out there now with Biden who just wanted to pick up on that mentality and run with it, mm. the ridiculousness. I, I just can't do it. So once again, I hope you're wrong, um, because if not, gonna, this will be rigged again. The election will be rigged, because the last one was. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. The Democratic machine, and you can agree or disagree with me, but, and I respect that, but the Democratic machine right now, is going, they see what's going on. They see the, the folks that are starving for Trump to be back in there because we need someone who knows what they're doing in the office, knows right. business, knows the country. The, the, they're going to make it happen, and they will rig the election again, and then all of us that say, oh, it was rigged, oh, the conspiracy folks, and this, that, and the other. So I guess back to my original statement, I hope you're wrong. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, because, I mean, anybody who has listened to me on, on my show or even when I fill in, I wasn't really on board with Trump again. I mean, I was I was looking over at DeSantis and thinking, okay, this is a cleaner version of Trump maybe. Um, and I was like, okay, do we have options? And then he got indicted and I, I really started to think that he deserved... The support again. He's he's coming back. These people are going after him. I mean, he's got three different lawsuits right now um, against him. He he's been indicted um, for the uh, Stormy Daniels money situation. He's in court with this E. Jean Carroll, who has accused him of rape from thirty years ago. He's got the um, election stuff going on down south. I mean, they're just throwing everything at him, and and he has every reason to say, "I'm not going to get back involved in this again." Uh, and he's running again, and so I felt like, okay, he deserves my support. So I think I'm all in on Trump, right? But to what your point is, the majority of Americans actually don't want a, a Trump and Biden rematch. You're not the only one. Um, you know, uh, a recent poll um, is saying that most Americans uh, are not really looking forward to it. Two-thirds of Republican primary voters say that they're going to back Donald Trump. They don't show any concern about his eligibility and electability. Um, and he's got a double-digit lead over his uh, nearest rival, which is DeSantis. I don't even know if that's true anymore um, from when this was uh, a couple days ago. His numbers are, are pretty bad. Um Biden having an opponent is is in itself interesting, right? But what you said, though, really makes sense to me. Like, can you imagine that there's the potential that we have to go through four more years of Biden? Will we even make it? I, will he make it? I don't know if he'd actually live another four more years after after 2024. He's so frail. Um, I know that. I know that, Jeff. And I agree with what you said about DeSantis. He, I could have. I look at the president as a vessel for what the way I want my country to be, mm. whether it be Donald Trump or Mickey Mouse or DeSantis. And I mean that. Mm. I, I have a vision. of I want my country to be what it was when I was growing up. And I remember it. we were proud of it. It made sense. Yeah, it wasn't perfect. But, God, we've gone off the rails on this one. Mm -hmm. And I want to get back to some. Uh, Donald Trump made, honestly, and people, I know they don't like him. Well, that's their tough cookies. Mm. He, he, was a pre he was a leader. He got, he got up there. I wanted to hear what he had to say because I believed it. 
And also, he just made me feel good about the country. I'm out hugging the flag, playing the song, proud yes. to be an American. I used to get the goosebumps thinking, me too. yeah, I remember what this feels like. Me too. Me too. I loved you it. Know, and it doesn't yeah, take me- much to, like, energize somebody, you know, like to see a president that loves the flag and loves the country. And, um, you know, he did it for all the right reasons. You know, he really did want to put America first. He put his money where his mouth was, too. I mean, he really did make changes in this country. By the way, for anybody that, you know, wants to throw back at us, well, what did he do? If you go to the um, White House, there is archived President Trump um, work that he's done. And it, it's it's listed there. Everything that he did in his four years, um, by every bill that he signed, by every act that had been taken, you can just go get it. When I was, you know, out doing Trump rallies and people um, wanted to question, you know, why should we reelect Trump again? I would just direct them to the website and say, here, just go read, you know, take some time. Right. Don't go look at the news. Don't go look at, you know, CNN or even Fox News. Just go read the facts and, and you'll be, you know, happy to see what he's done for our country. So right. I know... Yes, yes. If, if I may, Jess, I'm of course, sorry. Go I, ahead. I wanted, if I could finish the thought. Yes. Um, I just want to, I, I, I believe in this and I'll let you go. And I so appreciate the time. I believe that history will be kinder to Donald Trump. One, if this country continues to, on the trajectory that's on now, it will be very kind to him, seeing where he was coming from and where he wanted to go. I hope so. I hope Thank so. You. Thanks, Rich. Is it Rich or Thank Rick? You. Rich or it's Rick? Rick. Rick. It's Got Rick. it. All right. I'm Thank, writing that Thank down. Thank you. Always a pleasure, Jess. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks for listening, Rick. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I, th- oh, you know, <sighs> listen, the Kennedy factor is still something we have to talk about and we have to deal with. The latest poll is showing that RFK Jr. is polling at 19%. That's a lot. I, I, I know it sounds like a little, that's a lot. He's getting one in five votes in polls right now against the incumbent president. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with RFK Jr., but I can tell you that, you know, it's too big of a move for him to run for president to be ignored. Um, There's a lot of things about RFK Jr. getting into this race that really need to be taken into consideration. And I think that it's one of those things that is very similar to when Trump got into this race. Um, so, I mean, listen, there were there were people that were, I, I guess the word is they call them escalator Trumpers. That was me. The minute Trump announced, I was all in. It didn't matter. And, and there were a lot of great candidates running during that election cycle in 2016. I mean, we had a, a pocket of people in Bristol County that were working on Ted Cruz's campaign. Um, you had Marco Rubio. I mean, these are people that, you know, have have not gone by the wayside. They're still in their jobs and they're doing they're doing work for Republicans and conservatives. Uh, Trump jumping in the race was really what I view as what RFK Jr. is now kind of a long shot, really obscure um, on the surface. It didn't make sense. But then when you started thinking about it, it kind of like was hmm, I think this might make sense. And so. You know, I, I talked about this and I don't want to get too much into the Kennedy thing, but, you know, during COVID, RFK Jr. became a focal um, point for a lot of parents who were concerned about uh, COVID lockdowns as well as COVID vaccinations and mandatory vaccinations for schools. And, you know, 
it, on Instagram, for example, which I hate to say is a place where I do actually get sometimes unfiltered news, you know, the, his name was coming up quite frequently. Um, he had a book, The Real Dr. Fauci, uh, where he talked about how Fauci's involvement in COVID and all of this wasn't actually too obscure to him, you know, and he, he breaks that. That book is here in this office, I believe, or Barry took it with him. It was here. Um, and so we were already aware of, of RFK Jr. in my circle. Um, now, he's a Democrat and he's a Kennedy. So again, on the surface, he's not somebody that I thought that like we would align with. But one of the interesting factors about RFK Jr. is his family, the, the Kennedy clan, the majority of them do not support him in this in this run for president. Uh, they they issued a statement um, not too long ago about him and his stance on vaccinations. And they were like, you know, we love you, Bobby, but we don't believe what you believe. Um, they've drawn their line in the sand um, perpetually with RFK Jr. And at his, you know, announcement rally that he had in Boston, which, by the way, was unbelievably well attended, uh, there was nobody from the, the Kennedy clan. His siblings were not present. Um and so that should, you know, he's an interesting Democrat uh, because he's not backed by the, his own family, but he's a Kennedy and he, he's, he's got a little bit of clout and his life work of being an environmental lawyer is, um, it's not, so I guess what I'm going to say is his whole green thing and, and, you know, all of this stuff is legit. He's lived his life this way. This is what he does for a living. He's not trying to sell anything, you know, which is why so many of us, like on this side of things, get so disenchanted with the green deal and what, you know, AOC is pushing and all this garbage and trash that they say, because it's not, it's, first of all, it's not authentic. Um, and it's always about lining somebody's pockets. You know, RFK Jr. has basically lived his life you know, fighting for environmental causes. I was filling in for Howie Carr a couple of weeks ago and talking about this pending announcement. And we had a caller call in and said that he worked in Virginia in a coal mine and RFK Jr. had come in, you know, with a, in, an environmental group and essentially wanted to make change to a certain product or something that these guys were using um, and wanted them to hear him out and say this was a better way to do this for the environment. And they they did it. They switched. It didn't, you know, cost anybody their jobs. It didn't, you know, uh, cost the company's money. It just made it, you know, a better operation for the environment. And that was just one story that I kind of heard over the past couple of weeks that kind of stood out to me and makes me say, you know what? I I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it. And Part of me is secretly wishing that RFK Jr. will, something really great will happen on this campaign trail this summer that will kind of catapult him um, up the the polling numbers uh, to, to really kind of make people start thinking, do we have an alternative to Biden? Um, let's go to the caller that's on the phone right now. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding your live. Hi, caller. Thanks for holding your live. Hi, caller. You're, you're next. Yes, uh, I find him to be interesting, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. Because he comes from old stock. Mm-hmm. And old stock, like John Kennedy, yep. would be a moderate Republican today. Right. And so I think for once what will happen, Robert Kennedy Jr. is a Dino, a Democrat in name only. And that's refreshing to me. 
Hmm. I really think that's a big deal. And I also have to say that, uh, don't forget Trump, when he started out, he was a staunch Democrat, very active for mm-hmm. 24 years. And people forget he was a heavy donor of the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. And when they say, that son of a bee, he stole everything, and they did his business deals, and he hired uh, ethnics and fired them, and nah, but he did it as a Democrat. Right. Um, and he never did it as a Republican. Right. When he grew up and put on his big boy pants and became Republican, he's changed, he changed history in four years, no matter what nobody wants to say. Reagan, sure too, was a Democrat mm-hmm. until he became a California Screen Actors Guild uh, president, and then he went Republican. Mm. And, oh, Reagan's so great. Reagan was a Democrat for a quarter of a century. Right. What do so, you think is going to happen? Let's our apples and oranges. <laughs> right. What do you think is going to happen Kennedy this summer? Jr., is is very much a Republican. What do you think is going to happen this summer or, you know, leading into 2024 with RFK? Do you think he's going to gain I, momentum uh, or is he going to fall off? I think he's going to get snuffed out by wild violence and riots hmm. all across this country, all summer, stealing the news cycles, hmm. as, and, and which will steal the elections and, and knock him down. Uh, Ross Perot got 27% of the vote without even uh, belonging to a party mm-hmm. and gave Clinton uh, not only one but two mm. plurality presidential uh, wins. Mm. I, I think Robert um, can do this. I think he can destroy the Democratic Party as it is right now in mm. the 21st century. I, I think he's a real threat. I think they're going to try and buy him off. Mm. They can't smear them. Like you said, at 19%, they're not going to go that route. But they're definitely going to hamstring him. But he's good trouble. He's good trouble because the more they have to go after him, the more they got to leave Trump alone because they're only human. He's good trouble. I like that, Bestie. I've got to take a break. I like that. He's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is good trouble. I like that. All right, let's take a break. Uh, caller, just hang on. Five zero. Our, our other caller. Thank you to this previous caller, but the one that's waiting. I've got to take a break. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. We're gonna get to the Jeffrey Epstein stuff, but we somehow are again talking about RFK Jr. Um, and and what his uh, race for the presidency means to not only Trump but Joe Biden. Let's take a break. I'm Jess. I'm filling in for South Coast tonight, and this is fourteen twenty WBSM. New Bedford's news talk station, 1420 WBSF. Get breaking news alerts, stream audio, send us text messages, and get live traffic and weather updates all on the WBSM app. Download it now from your app store or at WBSM.com.
right, besties. Welcome back to South Coast tonight. I'm your host for the rest of the night, Jess Machado. Uh, besties, you will not hear me this Saturday on my show, by the way. I am uh, going to uh, my daughter's graduating college, finally. <laughs> so I'll be at the University of Connecticut, you know, where the national championship men's basketball uh, team lives, um, celebrating and watching my daughter graduate. Um, she's not listening right now because she is um, stressed to the max. Uh, her last day of classes was last week, but she has finals this week. And um, she called me today crying, true story, um, and said it, it, like that I misunderstood that this was going to be a fun, celebratory, nostalgic week for her um, because she is just studying nonstop and stressing out over her finals. And it was a big lie that she thought that she would just be partying and having a great time leading in to her last days at UConn. And it's been anything but, but um, I don't feel bad for her. I mean, when I'm talking to her, I feel bad for her. And I'm like, oh my God, this is terrible. Like, let me send you some extra cash for Starbucks. Like, you know, everything's going to be fine. You're working so hard. Like that, I I totally feel you. And when I hang up the phone with her, I'm like, too bad, so sad. Stop complaining. Your first world problems. You're at UConn. You're on the cusp of graduating with two degrees. You have the world at your feet. Shut up. <laughs> I don't care. Take your vitamins and go to bed early. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Her dad. My ex is obsessed with vitamins. He swears by his vitamin regimen and that has what kept him COVID free all these years. Knock on wood. He has never contracted COVID. He works out. I mean, he's, so I'm 47. So he's um, 40, is he 69? He's 69. So he's 22 years older than me. Yeah. So he's 69, um, works out on the treadmill every single solitary day, um, is super focused on his health. Um, <laughs> it's, it's 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 kind of obsessive. But anyway, he's obsessed with Julia making sure she takes her vitamins every day. And when she got sick not too long ago, um, he's like, well, you're taking your vitamins every day. And she's like, I ran out. I didn't have any money. You know, I pull up her bank account on my phone and I look that, you know, she's Venmoing her friends for, you know, drinks at the bar um, and, you know, six packs of White Claws. So she had the money. She just chose violence over over health. So um, it's, you know, it's tough for these kids in college, but not that tough. I have no real true sympathy. I have fake mom sympathy for Julia. Um, we were talking about RFK Jr. and, uh, you know, these polling numbers are pretty um, bleak for DeSantis. I mean, essentially, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is polling uh, around the same as DeSantis. And that is is surprising, I think. And I think people should, you know, really kind of pay attention to that. By the way, when... He was polling prior to announcing RFK Jr. was getting about 10% of the Democratic voters' uh, support. Um, and then when he made the announcement um, that he was running, um, Suffolk had a poll and put him at 14%. Fox News did a poll on April 26th, um, and he was polling at 19%. And a couple of days later, uh, Emerson College Poll, which, by the way, is where my daughter is going to be going for her master's, um, is polling Kennedy at 21%. He went from 10 to 14 to 19 to 21%. Now, I'm not going to get too crazy about that. I'm just saying that it is something to watch. Now, we all know about poll numbers, right? Absolutely nobody had Trump in their pocket to win in 2016, 
I'm sure you all have your own stories about the night of the presidential election, and it's starting off very strong for Hillary. Um, there's no shortage of videos um, online where you see Rachel Maddow and everybody talking about how this was going to be a great night for Hillary Clinton. And then as the night wore on and the numbers kept coming in, these pundits were like fit to be tied watching Trump, you know, take state after state after state. So polling numbers don't necessarily mean anything. I just think the essence of RFK Jr. is something that we need to watch. I think it has enough of like spin. And to the other caller that talked about, you know, and by the way, the last caller is so insightful. Um, you know, they, I don't think they can completely go after him um, because he's he's getting substantial support. But it is interesting to see that perhaps the Democrats may have to shift their focus away from Trump and focus on RFK Jr. and to try to get his poll numbers down. Is it just me or does anybody else worry about him being assassinated? Does your brain naturally go to that space? I know that sounds a little crazy, but his father was assassinated when he was running for president. And now he's running for president. And this is a very, you know, I would consider tumultuous time in this country. Um, with with all of the things that happened in 2020 leading into that election, including COVID, including the BLM riots, um, all of those things, I think this election cycle, I don't know if we're all mentally prepared for what's going to happen. I don't know. Who's the script writers on this? I mean, there's a script. Somebody's handed a script. They're all handed a script. This is how it's going to go. Somebody knows how it's going to go. Um, I wish they'd fill in the average American person so we could prepare ourselves. Do I need to bunker down in my house or am I going to be able to go out on the street and wave American flags? Like what what, what scene and act are we going to be in? Um, I think it's going to be a crazy, crazy pre- presidential election cycle. Um, I, I wonder w- what could happen with Kennedy. I mean- He's an open book. There's everything out there already for him. I can't see them finding anything else on this guy. It's all out there. I mean, his ex-wife hung herself in in the family home. I mean, there's just, he had, you know, substance abuse issues. He documented it. He, uh, there's just, I don't know if there's anything left. We'll find out because they'll bring it out. Um, I have to take this last break before we take uh, the break at the top of the news. Can we please talk about Jeffrey Epstein? Please. Okay. Because today the White House press secretary was asked about um, the discovery that um, Jeffrey Epstein had met with CIA director William Burns. um, And as you can imagine, uh, they weren't very forthcoming with the response to uh, to that. So let's take our break. We'll be right back after this. All right, besties, 
Uh, we're finishing up the last hour. It's We've only got a minute before we have to stop and take the news. Um, let's wrap up the whole RFK Jr. thing. Uh, you know, we, we don't know where that's going to go, but I will tell you, part of his platform is that the uh, Demo- Democratic Party, as is, has essentially uh, wiped out the middle class. And I think both Republicans and Democrats can agree that that is true. Um, so we'll keep an eye on that. And I'm hoping poll numbers come out again and we can see if there's growth or if he stays the same or if he kind of slips back. And if, if Ron DeSantis can make any moves, I, I just don't see it happening. I think that that whole thing is over. He's got an exploratory committee that has been formed. Um, whether he makes an announcement or not, I don't know. But I don't know if DeSantis is going to 